This is the Humerian Health Podcast. Spilling our guts for the well-being of yours. We're joined today by Jeff Bond. He is helping us answer some questions that were provided by our listeners. And this particular question actually was so good. And the answer was quite lengthy. We decided to make it its own podcast, which I'm excited about. So the question really that we want, Jeff, that we want you to talk about is this correlation between what we eat and how that either maintains or harms the brain health. Um, and so some people who are following the paleo way, they've seen you know success in their weight and they've seen success in their having more energy. Um, but there's definitely some questions around clarity of thinking and just overall kind of what the impact is with their mental health. So we would love to have you talk to us a little bit about that. Well, thank you for phrasing it that way, the paleo way, because <laughs> it's not just what we eat, you know. It, uh, but uh, let's look at, let's stand back a bit. And, you know, in just in my lifetime, suddenly everybody's got mental diseases of some sort. There's autism, there's ADHD, uh, there's uh, Alzheimer's, there's uh, schizophrenia. People are depressed more, people are more neurotic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these mental diseases, either mental or f- physical diseases of the brain, are, seem to be rocketing. And it's just happened in the last a few decades uh, and you have to say well wait a minute what's going on here you know is it something <laughs> these are all lifestyle diseases actually and mm-hmm. they're due to the mismatch between the way our brains were designed to work and the way we live so yeah uh, and even the alzheimer's society may, you know, makes the point that actually probably they say 70 percent of alzheimer cases are actually due to lifestyle well i'd argue 100 percent. you talk you go to any quite high you know i've seen it myself in hunter-gatherer societies i have a particular experience in the savannas of west africa but you talk to people who've been in the east africa or in the, the amazon jungle or if you talk in that year peru or you talk about the sand bushmen or the australian aborigines i've seen had a bit of work with them too without exception you never see any brain diseases. You never see Alzheimer's, schizophrenia, uh, Parkinson's or any of these diseases. And, and what on top of it, what everybody says, which I've noticed, but other people all report from around the world, the people who live this way, they're all well adjusted. They're not, you know, they're not mentally deranged. They don't, uh, they're not neurotic. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, they, and they don't suffer clinical depression. Uh, they have ups and downs, of course, that's normal, um, but they, they don't suffer clinical depression. So we have to say, look, there is something about the way they're living which, compared to the way we do, which is uh, which is causing our brains to malfunction, basically. Yeah. Now, we've touched on a couple of issues. We've talked about uh, uh, being overweight and so forth. Well, yes, that's certainly a, a, an issue. Uh, it's not so much the being overweight, but what gets you overweight, which is all more or less more to do with having high insulin levels due to a high glycemic diet. And we now know that high insulin levels are one of the big factor in Alzheimer's and in various kinds of other brain diseases, Parkinson's, Huntington's, and so on. Um, foragers were basically skinny. Uh, they would have a body, a body mass index around 18 or 19. But more importantly, their fat percentage, body fat percentage, would be low, around about 8% for the men and perhaps 10 12% for the women. Now, today, the only people who have uh, body fat percentages like that in the Western world, at least, are long-distance runners. <laughs> I was going to say marathon uh, runners. <laughs> uh, yeah, marathon runners yeah. and uh, gymnasts yeah. uh, 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 and perhaps ballet dancers. But, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, that's the kind of thing we're looking at. Now, the thing is, these foragers would be 
uh, like, they would get hungry several times a day. Um, and of course, there was this trade-off between feeling a bit hungry and the work of actually going off and doing something to satisfy that hunger. Now, it turns out that feeling hungry, it's not, we're not talking about starving or fasting or anything like that, but just feeling hungry for an hour before the next mealtime is actually an important factor in good brain health. Mm. Um, it, uh, it, uh, it tunes up, as it were, the brains, the brain neurons, um, and it's also good for general mental health. Uh, it's, it's, it's kind of, you may have heard of the ketogenic diet. What yeah. it does... It causes the brain to use ketone bodies rather than glucose to, to work. Uh, and that, it, it seems to be an important part of normal brain function, that it, when it uses ketone bodies, that's when the tuning up occurs. Um, and so I, I think the hunter-gatherers and, and the paleo diet, whilst it's not a ketogenic, fully ketogenic diet in the in the classic sense of the term nevertheless people were going into and out of ketosis and, and this is almost certainly an important factor in general brain health apart from health in various other kinds of ways as well uh, but in particular it's also to do with as i said keeping the insulin levels low uh, and as we know today that everybody's been getting um, uh, having diets which give them more and more heavy insulin spikes mm -hmm. and those are every spike is knocking out and introducing plaques into the brain and uh, and giving you alzheimer's and these other brain diseases um other factors yes low plant food diet low micronutrients uh, it, 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 a, a low micronutrient diet is strongly associated with alzheimer's and other brain diseases um uh, having anti-nutrients anti in the diet, the glutens, the various uh, 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 cereal uh, anti-nutrients uh, like the alpha amylase inhibitors and lectins and so on, these are also associated with the various brain diseases and in particular ADHD and autism. Hmm. Uh, the dairy uh, anti-nutrients uh, also, similar thing. I'm trying to keep going over this very quickly. But what it is, is we're finding that a paleo way of life uh, is which cuts out cereals and dairy, which are basically introducing various kinds of poisons into the diet, uh, are undermining our health in various kinds of ways. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, so, and then we have the effect of sunlight and sunshine. One of the big things we've discovered with Alzheimer's is that actually the people with who don't get enough sunshine, and that's the vitamin D connection mainly, but there's all sorts of other things going on that we don't fully understand, and also sunlight. You know, we need light. We need to get out in the light and for an hour in the morning at least. It, it's a, the level of light where you can't read your smartphone uh, so that your body clock gets readjusted. Oh, uh, and okay. when your body clock's adjusted, when your body clock's adjusted, then you then all sorts of other things uh, are going on, going getting on a lot better, including sleep patterns. So that all helps your sleeping patterns. Oh, okay. Uh, we also know that Alzheimer's strongly linked to lack of the right kind of physical activity. We're not talking about huge amounts, but nevertheless, yes, these hunter gatherers they would walk, they'll be up and about and doing, uh, and they would be ending up walking, you know, whatever they're six or seven. The women perhaps six or seven thousand steps a day. They might walk three or four miles a day, and they'll be carrying loads, carrying babies, carrying uh, various kinds of loads. The men ditto, but they would tend to be running and walking a bit longer. Mm -hmm. This is the physical activity pattern that a body expects to have. And it doesn't. if it doesn't happen, things can start to go wrong. So we're not necessarily talking about intent running marathons. In fact, that's 
probably you know, not particularly healthy either. Uh, but uh, we're talking about a reasonable activity levels um, and uh, keeping it up all through your life. Uh, I mean, these old people in hunter-gatherer societies, the old, the old woman who was carrying the baby on her back, uh, the grandchild on her back and had to walk 10 miles to the next campsite, they did that. They mm -hmm. carried the baby and they, uh, and they walked the 10 miles. Meanwhile, the toddlers who could walk, they walked the 10 miles. You know, how often do, do we do that with the toddlers? Um, it's uh, so there's, there's, a, there's a way of life which, uh, which we're trying to if it were, steer our way back to as best we can in today's world. And it's very tough. I, I, you know, I fully agree. Um, another thing is that we're finding that uh, all to do with human behavior, depression, all kinds of brain diseases are also under partially under the control of uh, uh, the gut bugs, the bugs that are, bugs are in our guts. If we've got, a, if we've got um, a poor uh, gut health, uh, then that is also undermining our brain uh, mechanisms as well as all sorts of other things too. Mm -hmm. And again, why would we have wrong kind of microbes in there? Why are we having the, uh, well, because of the way, the sorts of things we are eating and shouldn't be eating uh, are getting down there mm -hmm. uh, and creating the wrong kind of microbial profile down there. Again, this is something that we, we know that is, works. We know that, for example, the hunter-gatherer stools have totally different kinds of uh, gut bugs compared to the average Westerner. Um, uh, and indeed, uh, people within the Western world, according to the way they live, can have different kinds of gut bugs. Uh, but certainly we find that and they are unraveling you know, which are good and which are bad. And it's very complicated because sometimes good ones turn into bad ones under certain circumstances. So all this is, is, is if you like, there's a message saying you can't micromanage that. But if you're actually putting down into your colon the right kinds of residues, then you get end up with the right kind of gut profile. So the, again, the message is, yes, eat the, the palate way and you will then favor the, produ the production of the right kind of gut bugs because they also are controlling believe it or not uh, all kinds of brain functions and then there's another issue to do with social connectedness um, again a, a forager would be living in a what amounts to an extended family about 40 to 50 people they would have quite strong relationships with all of them but would not the intense relationship that we tend to have in a nuclear family and much weaker relationships outside um, and, 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 and everybody knew everybody else and everybody would help each other out uh, so yeah it was an extended family they would squabble but nevertheless they had this feeling that they were in a kind of cocoon where everybody was looking out for everybody else meanwhile danger lurked outside with the forager band next door who might be uh, have um, evil intentions on them but that's uh, that's another story but Broadly speaking, social connectedness is important. Um, the, the, you know, we find that people who know, belong to various kinds of groups where, uh, where there is mutual support, it might be church groups, it might be all kinds of various, it doesn't really matter, whatever they are, uh, will tend to be um, uh, much uh, less, pro have much fewer problems in terms of brain health compared to those who don't. Um, a lot of underlying this is, un is inflammation. Mm -hmm. uh, inflammation is again, generalized inflammation throughout the body is one of the consequences of living the modern way. Now, uh, and this is all to do with, yes, what we eat 
and and I haven't even touched on some of the bad, the good fats, bad fats, and we shouldn't necessarily be calling them these. But yes, the famous omega threes are anti-inflammatory. Our body, our diet, as you know, is very low on omega threes in the current Western world. It's got lower and lower just in my lifetime. It's been replaced by omega sixes, which are pro-inflammatory. So there again. We are encouraging inflammation, which is also undermining brain health as well as all sorts of other functions. But one of the interesting things is that people who live in a in a green environment, you know, amongst the trees and forests, or have close access to it, um, are much less likely to have brain problems, in particular ADHD, uh, autism, and so on. Or at least it's reduced if they have a good physical environment to live in. Mm -hmm. Of course, this is speaking to the innermost parts of our psyche. Our brains are programmed to to, to say, where, you know, is this home? And the, and the green environment makes you feel as though this is home, whereas the concrete jungle just doesn't uh, cut the mustard. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then there's all kinds of things to do with stress. I mean, <laughs> this is a huge subject. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I'll just quickly touch on it because I'm sure we're running over time. Uh, but we are basically living in this kind of dysfunctional machine um, where we, we have to get up, go to work. We're, 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 uh, we're, we're stuck to a timetable. Uh, we, we eat at certain times. We have to go away at certain times. We have to function like robots almost. And, I, you know, sometimes in my lectures, I show these clips from uh, not only from Charlie Chaplin in modern times. You might uh, might know that film where mm -hmm. he's he's there on a production line. Mm -hmm mindlessly with a spanner having to do up a nut um, and, and this production line is moving on and he has to keep running backwards and forwards because he gets, loses his place. Um, and, and that's the kind of thing. We're in this kind of uh, cogwheel where we can't, where it's very difficult to step off. Um, and in particular, one of the things that we know is that, um, well, I'll put it the other way around. If a forager wants to uh, feed his family, all he does is get up, walk off, and start setting traps or collecting berries, and he's done it. There's nobody to stop him. Mm -hmm. But today, we have employers, we have employees, we have to uh, worry about our careers, we have to worry about our jobs, we have to work on uh, uh, holding on to our jobs. Uh, and all this is a constant low-grade stress we have, whereas the forager didn't have it. And what we do know, and again, studies show that people who are more in control of their livelihoods are less likely or are going to be better adjusted, well-balanced mentally than those who aren't. Mm -hmm. um, and this is a, a well-known phenomenon, really. It hardly needs me to point it out. But nevertheless, this is the case, that if you can get better control of your livelihood, you know, people who work for themselves or either that or are at the top of organizations where they're much more in control of everything, um, then they are far better adjusted than the poor people, the poor troops who are down at the bottom having to take orders and just mechanically carry out their, their, their work by like robots. Yeah. So, so, yeah, there's a whole reason for standing back a little bit and saying, well, how can I just adjust the way I live and work, uh, which is more in harmony with the way our brains work? But it's very tough. I agree. You know, we've got to earn a living. We've got to you know, pay our mortgages. We've got to do all these kinds of things, bring up our kids. It's hard. Yeah. No, that's, that's so what I feel like is we've just created the next phone call <laughs> with you. Like, <laughs> seriously, um, you know, the so we talked a, a lot, I think, in the first podcast about um, the eating side of, of paleo um, and, right. and use the word like paleo diet and things like that, which I'm not a super fan of diet because I've learned that it's I mean, they're lifestyle choices. Right. So I love kind of what right. you just talked about relative to 
the interconnectedness of of all of these different things. And we've and we've heard this from other um, folks that we've talked to on our podcast who um, have specialties that are um, different than yours. But it's interesting that um, it, it's sort of all is pointing in the same direction um, with respect to social connectedness and mental health and, you know, your exercise and, and what you eat. And, you know, it's it's a lot to take in. And yet there are definitely some common themes. So I, I would love to sort of just put a stake in the ground and say <laughs> this is, you know, this to me could be a very interesting longer discussion um, about each of mm-hmm. those um kind of little modules or, or areas that you talked about relative to the, you know, paleo and, and I'll go ahead and say paleo way, you know, that the overall lifestyle choices um, that we make. It is very much a jigsaw, you know, you can't yeah. cherry pick it and you get the diet right. I, you know, I sometimes say, well, the diet's perhaps 50% of it, but you know, the sunshine's 15%, the, the sleeping pattern's 15%, the physical activity's 20%. I mean, I don't know if I've added my percents up right, <laughs> but you know, that yeah. you get the rough idea. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, and, and how, however you do it, it's uh, they all of them, and you really need to get all the ducks in a row for it all to work properly. Otherwise, uh, you know, it's, it's not still not quite right. You know, yeah, yeah, it's still all on crutches. Yeah, and I think for us, you know, we're always trying to help people understand that it's a lot of information and a lot of content, and it can be overwhelming. But you can yes. also make individual choices, much like you talked about, you know, your wife's perspective, right? So she made certain choices, but there were certain ones that were harder for her to pivot away from. And so it, you know, she saw a certain amount of positive effect and that's great. But then you get to a point where you just can't get the last whatever, you know, 10%, 20% or or whatever. And, you know, that's when you start to look at like, what is the next set of changes, you know, that I need to make? Um, Well, exactly. Yeah. I try and prioritize for people and say and give them the priorities and say, look, you work on one thing, get that in place and work on the next thing. And you say to them, you know, what is it you feel you could work handle best first? And then you work through them um, and try to, you know, and I say everybody's got a certain quantum of willpower uh, to change habits. I mean, that's nothing harder than changing habits and changing your mentalities. But um, work with what, you know, with what's important first and gradually work your way up the chain until you're dealing with doing the fine tuning towards the end. So, yeah, I mean, that's uh, almost any move in the right direction is going to be beneficial. I've sort of talked about getting all the pieces of the jigsaw puzzle in place. But um, on the other hand, it's also true to say you don't have to be perfect. You uh, because often that's the enemy of the good. Um, But you do have to be all you have to do is be good enough. I think. but most people are so far off 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 beam that it's a long passage to get all the way back again, you know, yeah. to 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 where the to where we need to be, yeah. even to get into the comfort zone, let alone the ideal. Yeah. But yes, I, I do try and say to people, you know, work through with them what uh, what, what what the priorities are. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well. Um- Thanks again, Jeff, for taking the time to talk with us. And I I really do appreciate your answering these questions. Um, Like I said, I'm sure we'll have more questions come in. And typically what we have is we put out a QA and a podcast and then we get more cues. Um, And so I'd love to continue the dialogue uh, with you. It's been a pleasure, Amy. I'll be happy to come back anytime and do the, you know, go through some more of these issues. I think they're always very valuable. I think it's very important to get this message out. I think uh, it's down to us as individuals. We can take charge of our lives. That's the important message. Uh, And think for ourselves and not be sucked in or dragged along by the incredible momentum of, um, you know, of of the commercial, particularly 
particularly various commercial in interests and lobbies and so forth, which are always trying to get us to consume uh, what's right for their bottom line, but isn't necessarily what's right for us. Which isn't necessarily right for our bottom. <laughs> yeah, bottom line. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, like I said, thanks for taking the time to talk with me. I, I appreciate it. Actually, I really appreciate getting to talk to you. I know I missed I missed the first interview because I was as, was out. And so um, and uh -huh. I, I appreciate okay. your uh, your uh, willingness to let us be a little crazy on the intro uh, to the podcast, which was super oh, fun. I think that's terrific. No, yeah, no, no, no. It was super it's fun. fun. <laughs> um, yeah. So it made it made for a it made for an entertaining introduction. But certainly the content has been um, well received so far. Um, and it's Good. it's close to my heart. So I I personally love well, like the conversation. So. Well, that's, that's even better, of course, having an interviewer who's sort of on board, as it were, with the message. That's, yeah, uh, that's absolutely. Very... Cool. Well, I will uh, let you get back to your day, and I'm sure we'll be in touch in the future for some, uh, some additional discussion, since you're willing. <laughs> okay, then, of course. Feel free. All right. Talk to you later. Okay, then. Bye, Amy. Bye. Amy Baker, Dr. Sean Bensinger. Humarian Health Podcast. Spilling our guts. For the well-being of yours. That's right. Thanks for having the guts to listen to the Humarian Health Podcast. If you have things you'd like to gut check, send us an email at gutcheck at humarian.com. 